On this episode of The Master of Me, I catch up with a friend, Kimiko Donahue. We focus on being real, authentic, all while recording the conversation. I hope you guys enjoy. What up, it's your boy, Stefan Catalan, and you're now tuned in to The Master of Me podcast. What up, what up, what up? Man, oh man, I am excited to be here in the presence of Kimiko Donahue, a longtime friend. One of my favorite things about Kimiko is she's so exciting. She always has something new to bring to the table. I'm excited to share this podcast. My promise to you is that I'm only going to speak when I bring value. Therefore, everything in this podcast is going to be super valuable We hope that it shapes, shifts, and changes lives. It's inspirational, motivational. Most importantly, it inspires you to just be the best version of yourself on an everyday basis. Kimiko, say hello. Hello. What an intro. (laughs) (laughs) My word. How are you? I am doing amazing. It's been years since we've done this. Years. I've been excited. Years. I think five. Five. uh, Almost on the dot. I think it was like, what, a couple weeks ago when came up on Facebook memories. That's, that's a beautiful thing, right? You get to look back and see what happened on that day mm-hmm. in Facebook. That was exciting too. I think uh, you're such an entrepreneur. I was excited about that podcast. I'm excited to talk during this podcast. What is what is your newest, newest thing you're doing right now? Uh, probably music is the newest thing. I've been doing that for about 12 months as of last week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a it's been a year now. Uh-huh. in music. Yeah. Wow, how is uh how is stage performing? What what is that like? I live performance. I love it. I, I like live performances better than doing recordings. Right. You know, I, right. I know a lot of people. You know, they do the YouTube or TikTok content, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get into it. Right. Just started. I, I created a little recording studio in my house. Right. It's not perfect. No, I'm it's definitely. I'm yeah. learning like even this stuff. You right. know, making podcasts. There's uh-huh. so much technical knowledge that goes into the software and the plugins, sure. and I'm kind of working through that. But right. love live performance that's exciting i think that is where the real gift is um if i get butterflies anywhere it's always public and live and there's no rawest form when you're up there Mm -hmm. and every eyeball is on you in the moment 100 percent, yeah that that's intense (laughs) that's intense that's super cool you know i always like i would hear your videos like man this is probably more than five years ago then but like singing in the car or doing some kind of cover but in the car on your way to work or something Mm -hmm. like that through through Instagram or Snapchat or one of the one of the social outlets and with that it's exciting to see you like on stage in your element like your hair's purple you're rocking out like it just feels so natural to see it like it's inspiring to see like it, your blood like whatever's in your blood is coming out through you at that time well, what's funny is i feel like um I was always told when I was younger that I was an old soul. Right. And I feel like I'm maybe aging in reverse because uh, (laughs) when I was younger, I had blue hair. I was into music. I started learning guitar at the age of like 12 or 13. So I feel like I'm kind of going back to my roots in that aspect. And um, as far as live performances, I never thought I would be doing this. It just kind of fell into it. I I got a Facebook message from a... um, uh, a cover band, okay. uh, the Jack, they cover ACDC songs. Nice. They're awesome. Go check them out. Yeah. And, uh, they needed some female singers for a charity gig cause their, their singer was out of town. Right. So they brought a bunch of women together and you know, they give me some lyrics and they're like, Hey, you're in a band, right? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but what they had seen was some videos I'd posted 
um, back in my old office with Jesse, right. Jesse Panetta, and right. he's actually a lead singer of the Jesse Colt band. No way, that's cool. Uh, he does country music, so we, you know, jam right. acoustic stuff at the office right. every now and again, and right. um, so that was my first introduction to live performance. Was a couple ACDC songs. I love rock. That's right. my favorite thing, and I never thought that I'd be singing it live. That is fantastic. A because I am also a classic rock lover and like ACDC is the band. So um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so with that concept of doing the performances and just living in your element, what what keeps you going? Like do you ever have moments where you feel the like it's tough? Um, you know, as far as going up Perform- to a live performance, mm-hmm. Um, what I just explained about myself, because it gets like, I'm all about it. And then there's a moment where I'm not about it. Like this, so I love I it. I get, get out of this. Like, yeah. It's a great question. Yeah. I get energy from it. Right. I think being on stage and in the spotlight has never been scary for me. Maybe unless you would have asked young Kimmy, then I might've said, right. ah, that's scary. Right. Um, I'm, I'd be more afraid to jump out of an airplane, believe it or not, right. than to get up and do public speaking right. or singing on stage. Right. Um, and I think the, if you go back to any of our old podcasts uh-huh. that you and I did and it talking about, you know, the affirmations right. and visualizing who, you know, who you want to be, right. how you want to do it. Right. That really helped me. That's exciting mm-hmm. to know that like those things and, and they still work for me to this day. Like they're awesome. almost every single, every single day there's, there's positive affirmations with my kids at night for bedtime. Like, um, our prayers are affirmations and that's like a core to like bringing when I get nervous I go straight back into affirmations mm-hmm. quick like when I get scared I go back into affirmations and it like it reminds me who I am and I think it's important and the who what I want to accomplish out of what I'm trying to do absolutely and and with that concept I'm glad you talked about that but I'm also glad that you're like you turned it back around you're bringing everything as a kid that you wanted to do because they say as grown-ups like we have to live more like kids because we, we create all these rules and conditions on how life needs to be, and we get weird as adults. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we, I don't want to say we lose creativity, but you do. You get in such a regimented, especially in sales, like in the industries that you and I are in. Right. You get into, okay, you need to make X number of calls a day to make this many sales, to 100%. make this income, mm-hmm. and you just you got a very regimented day in any kind of art, you know, whether it's performing arts, uh, painting. Right. Any kind of art, there's no regimen to that. You right. just do, right? You know, and and it that in itself can be uh, not scary, but just takes some time getting used to. Right. You know, just like uh, I've had some people ask, "Well, when are you going to write a song?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, I've never done that." Right. You know, I've I've never even really written poems or lyrics that I thought were any good. You know, so that's something that I've been kind of dabbling in and trying. Uh, and it, it is, it's, you know, I don't want to say get writer's block, but if you don't give yourself permission to just f- be free right. around that, you right. do, you, you start making a template and trying to do things very regimented. Right. Well, I, I mentioned the word conditions and when I would write music back in my heyday, which was like, we need to bring it back. 2011. <laughs> yeah. And, um, like I even had like one of my best friends had told me like, why do you always write love songs or why do you write so soft all the time and like it like it stuck with me and like there was a time where I let that be bigger than what I wanted to do anymore like I was performing on stages and opening like the 
opening up before rappers that came in town and that felt good to me and my family were there my friends were there and and the small group of people that cared were there and someone's voice at the time I let like affect me or be bigger and mm. it's it was like it was hurtful to think about like that's why I stopped I stopped writing because the way I wrote like didn't sit well with other people yeah and and I felt like I lost my voice for a while like I wouldn't I didn't do podcasts for it from like 2011 to 17. It felt like or 15, like I didn't do anything with my voice. Um, so it felt good to even get back in the podcast because I was like, well, maybe I can just do it that way. Hundred um, percent. But yep. at the same time, like when it came to writing it, like I was authentic. That's what I liked talking about. And now I hear artists that are like truly like they'll make love songs and they live in it. They'll move crowds. And it's like, that's how it's supposed to be done. Like you're not supposed to give a shit about what people say and let it get to you. And like, I felt that if I knew more about positive affirmations at that time, Mm -hmm. I probably would have been able to bring myself back. I love that. that. Let's hold on to that authenticity theme. Cause I think there's a lot of things we can dive down the rabbit right. hole in that, but I want to go back to, wait a second, you opened for rappers. How did I not know this? Yeah. Yeah. They're on YouTube and stuff. I just, don't what? Yeah. Oh, I want to see these. You better post some. Yeah. One of them, uh, one, one band, like one group member died. It was lighter shade of Brown. It was like, a. um, they sang a couple big songs back in the day. And then the game, I opened up for the game. That was a fun one at Rialto just because it was the first time like I was in front of like a tight theater and yeah. a lot of people in there and and uh, I mixed it up like I still threw in love songs but then also made it like fit there but after that concert I stopped after that mm. like something shifted in me and and I stopped after that Was it the person I think it was the voices it was that crowd mm. like I also like my music it matched like the the rap beats matched but my content was more positive than the games was like no knock on the game he's very successful yeah no knock on the other people that were on stage they're all they all have their own lane but what they were talking about we sounded similar mm-hmm. but our content different message are we have way different messages and what interesting we're to put out. okay and i think that like i didn't see a different lane at that time my mind shut down to where like, if it can't be that way, then I'm not going to do it. And if I'm not accepted in that realm, then I'm not going to do it. Mm. Whereas, like, I let off the gas of, like, maybe I should create my own lane and stay on that positive round or and that the, play the mindset round. Like, now if I wrote a song, it would probably just be all mindset on how to shift perspectives or something like that. Like, I love it. How do I make that sound cool? Like, that's what would be the round. Well, it sounds like already your mindset's changed around that whole era right yeah right for sure and then i can like understand where where it let go and then focus on it now on how to bring it back if those things start to come up again i love it i think that's the key right yeah the feelings never go away of of that but it's the story like i can be at peace with those people know that they're just living out of wherever they see life or wherever they picked up how life is supposed to be Mm -hmm. um and not not see them a certain way but just stay planted in my my feet, stay grounded, and just go after my message that I'm trying to put out. I love that. I feel like that's been a theme for me, um, gosh, probably last 12, 24 months. You know, the being you, creating your mm. own lane, not listening to the noise outside of, you know, what you're doing. I think I posted something recently. It was block out the noise and listen to the music. Mm. You know, because it is. you. It's really easy to listen to the people saying you should do something a certain way and... 
you know, they say, don't take advice from people that aren't where you want to be. And it's, it's easy to let those get through your filter, you know, because there are people maybe that are close to you that you see all the time. Or, you know, if you have even just a, a little smidge of self-doubt and that comes and, you know, grabs onto that, you know, ah, you know? So, so that's definitely been a theme for me. And as far as social media content, you know, what kind of music I'm doing, you know, all of those things. And I made the tough decision to say, you know what, I'm going to do what I feel my heart wants to do. And some people aren't going to like it. And that is okay. I have to be okay with that. I love it. And I love to see you like all in on what you're doing right now. And it, it's just a, I guess it's like a, it's a goal for everyone, right? Like, how can I live in my, my like true spirit <laughs> and be okay with it? Like, I think that that, if it's not everybody's dream, like it, it's just because they haven't, they don't see it as a reality, right? Like that's not real, that you, that can't happen. But to see somebody doing it, it's like, okay, then there's gotta be more that I can enjoy this life a lot more than just the dials and just the, the regimen. Like, Money's necessary where money is necessary. Mm -hmm. However, creativity and expression, all those are necessary too. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's, there's happiness, right? Like we have to enjoy the journey. Like how else do you enjoy the journey? Mine, is, I mean, this is one of them. Like just hearing the feedback on the, on the podcast or the microphone, like it feels good. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's no other place I'd rather be in the world right now than than talking into a microphone and feeling what it feels <laughs> That's like. That's awesome. Like it's, it's, there's something about it. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that more people have. And we're back. <laughs> In awesome. five. For Austin, uh, Wayne's World, that was a funny one, how they used yeah. to do their shows, for sure. <laughs> I, I love Wayne's World. Same. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, Where were we? Authenticity. We are talking about just... Uh, being being you not listening to the noise you know the voices of people trying to tell you what to do what not to do and you know i think that's like that is the name of the game it's so heavy with outside voices distractions the noise um on what we're supposed to be doing with our life right like however it is for a person to find their true self and then lean into that and find a way to do it like, I think that that is, if more people did that, we wouldn't be so mad all the time as a collective, as all of us. Like, we wouldn't be road raging so much or maybe so much crazy shit wouldn't be happening because more people would just be living in their truth and feel a lot better with themselves and not stuck. And I think that that's part of the problem in this. Yeah. And I think thing. where where some people may struggle, and this is just a perception, is a lot of people are afraid to fail or afraid to try new things. And I'm saying that because, you know, some people will say, well, how'd you get into this? How'd you, you know, figure out this is what you want to do? And I just tried a bunch of stuff. You know, I've, uh, I can thank my mom for that. She's the one who raised me to try new things, even if I didn't think I was going to like it. You know, like uh, when I was younger, she uh, signed me up for soccer. Mm -hmm. I had no interest in soccer. I was definitely not good at it and right. never got good at it. But she said, hey, just try it for a season. You know, and just with that mentality, I tried other things like softball, bowling, and, you know, I know those are very random things, but um, trying those new things is what got me into it. And I think just being competitive by nature, I wanted to be really good at whatever I was doing. Right. So whenever I do find something that I like and enjoy, 
I go all in. Right. You know, there's definitely been things in my life that I've tried that I didn't go all in because I didn't like it. Right. You know, I didn't feel that that was me. Right. So I was quick to pivot, quick to change if something didn't feel right. Right. Which is like a good instinct to have, right? Like I think that that is a, wherever you're getting that internally, like it's, it fires off and then you move. Uh, yeah. I think some of great. it is learned, you right. know, over the years too. I definitely always wasn't like that. I did listen to you know, my surroundings. And I, I went to a lot of people for advice. Mm-hmm. Well, what would you what would you do? What do you think I should do? You know, probably wasn't until the last, you know, maybe two years that I finally went, oh, now I know I want to do it, how to do it. And I'm going to try it my way and see what happens, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, I, I remember that feeling. Um, man, it just reminded me of something. I, I got a phone call the other day and um, this friend from, from the gym calls me and he's like telling me about the situation he's having. And... The fact that he thought of me, he's like, I need your wisdom for a second. Oh, that's like, awesome. I just remember being that guy. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'm driving. I'm probably busy in my mind, but this is way more important right now. Like, I'm, someone wants my input. Like, that's important to me. Yeah. So I pulled over and made the phone call and we talked through it. And which was really cool just because I get to share my authentic life of things that I've, the way I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, it may, it, in my belief is that, you know, my my experiences were meant for a reason, and the reasons are some of them are, are that reason right there, and so sharing that is like it, it's valuable. Hundred percent. So yeah. whether they use it or not use it, like it's still me bringing value. Yeah. Based off I, that. And I think to to piggyback on that, one of the other big things that I'm learning, I actually just started reading. It's called Dare to Lead by okay. Brene Brown, and oh. the whole theme about her book and and what she speaks about is vulnerability. Right. And, you know, what, that's what reminded me is when you said you shared your stories is, um, for me, my experiences being in business, you're not taught to be vulnerable. Right. Um, I also can't, I come from a background that nobody in my family was very right. vulnerable with past stories and things like that. So that's something that I've had to learn and, and get comfortable with. And it's still something I'm, I'm still, you know, working right. on. Um, but I think. It, it makes such a world of difference, especially in the business world. It's right. how you develop trust and build those re, you know, deep right. relationships right. no matter where you are. 100%. I, th- I think that uh, what, what works for me is when I take it out of like a setting, an office setting, and whether we're on Tuamok or in the gym or just somewhere off-site is where we can both like sweat together and get like to that place a lot faster. The mm-hmm. walls come down. And if I share, I share if it, it's coming from my heart at all times. And, and then by doing that, usually who I'm connecting with, it, it tends to be infectious and the same thing comes out. And then now we're having a real conversation faster. I love it. Yeah. That, that is uh, so I can connect with that on, on why that's important and a learned skill for you, like is, is, uh, is super cool. Cause I felt like that has come natural to me on like if we cry in this podcast we cry in this podcast mm-hmm. to me it's okay you know and and if somebody sees that like a certain way I've learned to let that go of of my image or uh, what it might do like I've learned more just to to be me and move on because I can move through a crying conversation quick and um and to get back on topic you know and yeah. and and push to a whole whatever we want to dive next on and, and uh, with that, I think it's important to to stay there, to stay vulnerable, whether 
because there's a price and a benefit to everything. And if there's a price I got to pay for that, then I'm willing to pay the price. Yeah. I think it goes back to being authentic and being your true self right. too. You know, I think, um, for me personally, I always tried to maintain the tough girl persona. Right. You know, I was, oh, I'm a badass. Right. Watch me. Right. I right. don't cry. Bull crap. I cry all the time. I'm one right. of the most emotional pre- people you will probably ever meet. So <laughs> the, uh, I, t- I told you my daughter, man, she, you, you remind me or she reminds you remind me a lot of her because she is, she pulls off this persona that like she's tough, you know, and, and sometimes I don't know if it's a good thing. Like I, I get these like thoughts of like, man, am I like, is she growing up too quick? Cause am I putting too much on her? Like pressure? Does she think that she needs to be tough to survive? Like what's coming out of her? So like lately I've just been, I've been taking her to the gym and like when we get sweating and after a while, then I can start talking to her mm-hmm. and it's the same concept. She's, she's now in my sphere of people where, um, we once we get off site, we're not in home. Mom's not around. Like we can, we can get to this next level in place, and I can really learn what's going on in her mind. And I'm more open. I'm not in business mode anymore, and I'm open to hearing. And I'm coming from a, a more authentic place when I'm using my words because I think it's important. Her brain is small right now, and it's still developing. And the things that I say, if I don't dial it down and shoot from like from my heart to hers, it can impact her forever. I'd be real interested. Uh, do you know her love language? I do not. I do not. I know mine is like mine is like touch and and um, like words of, of like, affirmation. Uh huh. Those those are those are my two that like um, that'll get to my heart faster. So I'm interested what hers is. Yeah, um, I'd be curious, especially if she does have that tough girl right. persona. You know, right. is she looking for words of affirmation, telling her she's doing a good job? Right. Or, you know. That's interesting because that's maybe why she does so much art. Like she will lock herself in the room if she could and just do art all day and then bring it out sometimes and, and uh, you know, show it. And it's that moment of like, <laughs> am I valued or unvalued based off my piece right yeah. now? It could be it. So that could be a key indicator right now. Like that's that's hers. Is like, so I want to practice that one. Yeah, you know? it'd be something to dig into for yeah, sure. Yeah, to see how that works. That's neat. Yeah, that's exciting. Kids are, kids are fun. They, they help you grow. Oh, 100%. Sure. My kid has taught me so much, and she still does, even more so now that she, so she's a teenager. I right. think when you first met her, she was, you know, yay big, right. and she turns 14 this year. Uh, you know, what the heck? Where did time go? And it's funny because she'll tell you exactly what her love language is. We talked about it together, and hers is quality time. Hmm. She's like, I don't, I don't like touch. I don't really care about this. I don't, you know, whatever. She used to love, she likes touch. She just won't admit it. But, For sure. But she's like, I just want time with you mm-hmm. you know and I think that really hit home for me because um for the longest time you know single mom building a business I didn't give her as much intentional time as I should have right. and that's me being vulnerable and I, sure. I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to that right. you know whether you're single or not working parents it's hard right you know to put that aside right. and then before we started this podcast I know we we talked a little bit about putting attentional time down as a goal right. um so I'd, I'd love to hear more about how you guys do that yeah, that's, that's, uh, and for me, it's not like, sometimes my wife might see it as like, she's a goal of mine and I'm just trying to like attain the goal, but it reminds me to be intentional in a busy world. It reminds me to be affectionate in a busy world. Like those things are, the number is not important to me. It is important to me in a way to hit like a hundred percent cause I like that. But at the same time, I set the goals from a, from a good place in my heart to where, I believe that if I spend more time with my kids, then I'm going to impact their lives 
a lot more. And I also push out the the negative belief system of, you know, dad wasn't there or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get to be there and I get to influence their lives, which I want to do. Like, I feel like going back to the testimony of my life, I believe it all happened for a reason. And I get to share it with the kids. They're so intrigued when I talk about the crazy shit that I've been through yeah. and they like it. And like for somebody else, even my wife is like, why are you talking about that kind of stuff? Like for me, it's part of my life and I like to share it. And I also always bring it back to what I learned from it and, and how I view it now. That's cool. And I think that like the setting the goals with, with my family, setting the goals with my fitness, like it, it's all stuff that's either like my belief, like, it's either growing or dying in my eyes if we're either in a state of growth or decay. And there's too many I've felt myself, um, there's too many times I've felt myself in a place of, of uh, like just stagnant, which is stagnant is decay, you know? And so I'll find new ways to grow. And with the goals, it helps me like, it helps me feel accomplished, but it, it also helps me build the positive habits that I want with my family. So to tie back like why it's not just a goal, it's more of like, it's coming from my heart and yeah. I just want to have a date with you. And sometimes it forces me to be spontaneous. It forces me to um, not get mad or hold on to things that are not even problems that I could make a problem because I want to be lazy and not um, show up big as a husband or a parent that day. Now I can let go of it because I know that I want to spend time with the kids. I know that I want to have wine with my wife. I know that like it pushes me to let go of things faster because I know that if I held on to that, I will je- I'm jeopardizing yeah. those, those feelings that I want. So how do you measure, how do you know you're being stagnant? Based off of the feeling like of like my energy goes down. Mm, okay. I've been down before yeah. to enough to where like I really have to try hard to bring myself out. And and with that it's whatever routine I have at the time or um like I'm not being con- I can feel it that I'm not being competitive enough. I can feel that I'm not like pushing myself as I should be and it's just the feeling of like it doesn't feel like growth. It feels it just it and if it's doesn't feel like growth, then it feels like I'm I'm decaying Mm -hmm. with that and there's I think there's always a way uh to enjoy the ride but at the same time be growing in the process I love that enjoy the ride that's also everything you're talking about has literally been themes in my life like over the (laughs) like very recently you know what one of the things that I've just I hate hearing is slow down right you know everything I've done in my life is go fast you know whatever right and and slowing down is scary to me when right. i hear slow down it means obstacles roadblocks don't do that you know and and some of the things i've been hearing is you know stop and smell the roses be more intentional or like you just said enjoy the journey which mm-hmm. to me that's not slowing down Mm-mm. but the word intentional is what pops out to me you know and and um you're not so much focused on the outcome too. Right. You know, you're like, okay, how, how am I going to get better at this? And, um, I don't remember where I was going. <laughs> See, I kind of go too fast, but, um, yeah, it's just been a theme. Right. It's crazy. Right. And like, even when I take it so literal and like, I'm walking to like get a, a chore done or something like that, I'm moving fast. And we have a rose bush at the house 
And if there's roses, I'll really stop and smell them. So like, <laughs> remember cool. that concept, yeah. but like, I'm still moving in pursuit of a goal. Mm -hmm. Like the stop is a moment. It's a moment of gratitude and appreciation. And then I continue to pursue. I love it. Like, I think the, that can get mixed up, right? Like stop, slow down, like, wait, hold on. Just put everything on pause. Everything I've been working for. Right. And yeah, for how long, like what I yeah. do, like it starts to get weird. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that like growing is just part of it. Like it feels good to grow. It feels good to start something all over again. Like it feels good to be in pursuit. Like it's part of the hunt. And like, how did we get here from, from the stone age? You know, it's always been a pursuit of growth. Like mm -hmm. there's always somebody working on the back end right now to make something bigger and better. Exactly. And, and, um, I don't know. I, I just, I love the goal part. I love the concept of tracking it. And, um, at the same time, where are we going? Crazy. We're going crazy. <laughs> this is, this is true. This is true. I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of the greats, though, were crazy. I heard a weird quote recently where it's like, um, I think it was Mike Tyson or something that, that said something that stuck with me. And it was that um, a lot of people try to be great. And people used to tell Tyson he was great. And he didn't, the things that he was doing, like within his character and stuff like that, he said, I just want to be a good man. Like nowadays, mm. I just want to be a good man. Because a lot of times you meet your hero and, and you learn, like, you don't want to be great. You don't want to be great like them. Well, what I found is they're great in certain categories. Right. And I did a really cool exercise in a, uh, like, a mastermind group maybe a couple years back where you, you list, you know, who's your role model in finances? Who's mm -hmm. your role model in faith? Who's mm -hmm. your role model in business building? You know, and you notice that you start listing these names and that might not be the same role model that you'd want for parenting, you know, or things like that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting um, to, to categorize it that way. That's intense. Yeah. When you like... Oh, I looked at that and was like, dang, that is a lot of different things. And it kind of made me think, well, why? Where, where do I fall in those categories and where do I fall short? You know, and it's definitely a, a big eye opener. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough when you see people for like their qualities and their strengths. Mm -hmm. And then like... Then you balance out like the areas that that they can improve on and like for example like someone asked me to, to coach wrestling at a at their gym and one of the members was telling me an event that happened recently and from the person's character and um like i see that person in an arena and i look highly of them when i see them like as a man to other people like it feels completely different to me. Like, do I want my kid around that person? And it may be like me noticing now that like I used to gravitate towards a certain leader or man in my life, but it always ended the same way. Like every person that I thought was the person that was going to guide us and or be the captain of the ship, it turns out that like that's not the way I want to do it. And then I found an exit and then here I am. Yeah. In, in my life, you know, my current spot of like only focus on being my my own leader. I think that that's the the person that I'm looking for is in me. Mm -hmm. 100 percent. And and those things are going to change too. Right. The, the different priorities, you right. know, through the different seasons in your life. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I talk about that. Like to when I when I mean and it's hard when I look in the mirror because I got to do it with the actions as much as I can because I have to be the person 
that like there's no one's gonna save you like there's no like a group of like my people I hang out like ironically all our fathers passed away mm-hmm. and so like this the conversation comes about and it's like you know that person you're looking at right now he's not your dad or he's not God or he's not like you know he's he's just another man like if you if you're looking for a trait you can learn from other people you got to find it within you start believing that becoming that person so that way when you need it you bring it out of yourself and you become that person I love that which yeah, is that's deep yeah <laughs> yeah that that's um yeah I don't know that's good stuff ladies and gentlemen boys and girls <laughs> Yes, yeah, is we'll quote that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, this is fun. Um, how's how's uh? I don't know. I want to say how's life. Life is amazing. Life is amazing. <laughs> life what? is amazing. I think uh, one of the big things I'm grateful for is kind of the the stuff we talked about at the beginning of this podcast was just being being confident and comfortable in my own skin. Right. I think it's something I, I struggled with, you know, as a kid and even more so in my young adult years. I'm still a young adult, but we'll say the younger adult years, right? Um, and I think it just, it, it it's so empowering to be your authentic self. Mm. And the coolest part about that is I didn't learn it from a book. I didn't learn it from a mentor, just through life experiences and giving yourself permission to be you. That's, that's that's powerful. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same concept we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Like you found it within yourself. Exactly. And now you're feeling it and living it, and it feels better. Yeah, and I think the the big piece is that permission word. Right. You know, I think we we're we're in our own way right. in a lot of things. You uh, know, when you hear people, oh, I can't do this. I never could do that. You know, well, who told who told you that? Right. You know, yeah. Right. Why do you think that? Right. Where'd you come up with this idea? And uh, that, those are the things, you know, going back to like positive affirmations, that's how you essentially brainwash yourself right. into thinking otherwise, you right. know, instead, basically take that negative statement, turn it around right. into a now conversation. So, um, you know, I, I, through coaching people and, you know, building insurance companies and stuff like that, the, uh, the common thing that I hear is, well, I, I can't. I'm having a hard time making that many calls. I'm mm. having a hard time hitting my sales goal. You know, and we drill it down and oftentimes it just come becomes a conversation of getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, and I think that's what drives me to do the things that I do is I like to that's where the growth happens, right? right. I mean, you you live and breathe that as well is putting yourself in that situation where you you tell yourself I have to do this. Right. You know, you put your back against the wall. You right. put yourself in that. And right. Some people don't handle that stress well, and that's something else that you can change, you know, through the affirmations. And I think those those are the type of things that give me energy and drive right. me. It's it's the real deal. Like, the, the positive affirmations, like the... I feel like I have this, like, huddle of... of this is the way that I see it. Like, I feel like I have this huddle of, you know, of, of support people, like, or even like dead people, like people that meant something to me that are like supportive. So like when I'm going through positive affirmations, I feel like I have a team of people all like helping me believe it. Or, you know, it, it takes a little pressure off like that, knowing that that while I'm just, I'm, I'm not just talking about it, like I'm letting, I'm 
giving myself permission to believe it. I don't know if that works in that sentence, but like I feel... I think so. I think the reason you have that team is because you found those strengths within, and so people gravitate towards that. Right. You know, they see that in you, and they're like, oh, I want to be around this guy, you know? Right. I think it's important to like to understand the concept that the positive affirmations or the quick fixes, like those hacks are important for the now, right? Because I have to show up now, like no matter what, I'm already in the game, like this moment matters and how I put out like is based off of like, if I let it go south, I won't though because I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. And I always see the end goal of where I'm going. And even though I might be feeling a certain way, I might be feeling um, like my voice doesn't matter, I'm hearing all this stuff, that could be coming from a deeper place, which is important to to find out where, just so you understand the story. But then use the hacks to follow through with the moment, because the more moments we overcome, naturally we let go of whatever, even if we never find out where the stories came from or what events in their life, like who said that to me to make me think that I'm small or or you know I can never be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Like wherever I started to believe that from, doesn't matter if I keep proving it wrong every time it shows up. And the act of using the affirmations, getting through the moment to to shine, I'm proving to myself that that other story doesn't exist to me. 100%. That this yeah. is like every time it shows up, I'm going to prove it wrong. And what may be a really cool exercise, I learned this through, I attended a, um, an, 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 ugh, I can't speak, an NLP seminar, Neuro Linguistic Programming. That's exciting. Have you heard of that? The concept, yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And a lot of it goes back to the affirmations. And essentially, you're reprogramming your brain to right. think something otherwise. you right. know. And, and one of the exercises that we, that we did was, um, let's say you are struggling with something, finding the root cause of that. Right. And let me tell you, you go through so many emotions and you start thinking about who, who told me this and, you know, going back to some crazy childhood memory that you, you know, locked away, Fact. you know, way yeah. back in your brain. Exactly. But what's really cool is once you find that and kind of resolve it, you know, in your brain, and there are different ways to do that where you, you visualize the person and you say something to mm. them, kind of give yourself some closure. Yep. Um, you can also visualize a, like a string between you two and cutting it, right. you know, and letting right. go of that negative feeling. And it's just cool to, to run through those different things. And once you recognize where it came from, right. it gives you the power to handle it, right. you know, whether it, I mean, it's something in the past, or right. maybe that person isn't even in your life anymore. So right. I thought that was a really neat uh, system for that. Right. I, I love the, the hands-on exercises because they make it so much, like they make it real. It's not textbook. You can feel it, you, like your emotions come out, brings you back to the moment, and then you can make peace with it. Like, yeah, and you do it on your time and your way. Right. That's the coolest part about it. Right. No, I've done one where like whatever resentment I've had like towards my parents or something, I, I looked at them through an exercise as babies and like held them Mm -hmm. in my hands and like now seeing them like everything that they've been through and it and it makes it so much easier to forgive them like they were pure at one time and and they saw life based off the events in their life and it just passed down and it came down to me and I I got my events from it from them being my parents and so by doing that I'm able to forgive them you know because they've been through a lot of shit too. Yeah. And they did the best that they could based, based off what they knew. There's a quote that made me think <laughs> of everyone's doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. Right. And that changed my whole perspective on 
so much in, right. in business in personal life and like you said it makes it a lot easier to look at someone and go oh, i get it right you know you you don't you don't judge them right. as as hard as you might have you know i mean we've, we've all been there you know we're guilty of it you see someone and you're like oh, why aren't they doing this you know they don't they might not have the resources or have never gone through that experience to get them to what we see through our eyes you can emphasize quicker and at the end of the day you can cut through the bullshit on when i use when I use an excuse because of this happened to me in my life, I'm not going to show up big. I get to, I get it as a payoff. I get to be lazy and not get the work done that I need to. I don't get to make the calls that day because poor me went through this event in my life mm. and now I get to use it as a cop out. It's a victim mentality. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So like, I think restoring the heart is is it it's the it's the route that you got to get to and then after that there's a place of like being real with yourself to whereas like i can't use that anymore because i already forgave on it and if it still hurts then let me go back to it revisit let's do this work and forgive and love again so that way i can show up and be the best version of myself because this moment needs the best version of me my next moment needs the best version of me and if i'm still holding on to this resentment and all these things I'm mad about, then I'm just using it as a cop-out to not perform when I need to, to not show up when I need to. And I think it's important to see that because there's moments in my life that I have to get real and I have to get real fast. Like you're getting mad too quick. I'm, I'm noticing a pattern and where are you hurting right now? Yeah. Who, who are you? Like, let's go back. Let's go deep real quick and, and let's nip this in the butt. And then once I let go or I forgive in a moment, then then I can go back to being the happy dad again and the chore-doing, loving husband that helps around in the house and doesn't just, I don't just sit back in a recliner and drink a beer, but I feel like that's what, <laughs> yeah. you know, that would be the, the payoff, right? Like, oh, I had a hard day. I get to do nothing mm-hmm. now. Like, no, I still have to perform all the way up till 10 p.m. And, and show up and be big because that's what I want. It's in my goals. It's, it's like, it's the time that I get. And I only have now, this is the time that I have to do it. My kids are not going to care anymore when they're in college. Yes. And I think that's, that's another thing to really focus on about the time is, you know, our, our time on this earth is limited, you know, and you hear those cliche things about, you know, we'll live today like it was your last. Mm. But when you think about that, I mean, truly, uh, when you go to bed at night, can you look back on your life or the, the even the day? You know, is this? Did I do a good job? Did I do everything that I could have? Right. You know, and and that that can be real overwhelming to some people. You know, for sure. But I think those that's how I live my life. I think um, not. I think. Let me let me rephrase it. Let's rewind real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that is how I live my life, especially with just the last few years. You know, especially seeing my kiddo. She's in her teenage years. She's growing up, you know, they, they say, oh, they, they grow up so fast. You blink and they're grown. Oh, my gosh, is that true? You know, and um, I think that was a real wake-up call for me in, in everything that I do. You know, our, our time is limited. Do the best you can with what you got, right? Right, right, and continue to grow. I think there's so much more based off the cards. Always, yeah, Based always. off my cards, there's, like, it's all on me now. Like, it's my responsibility if I want more and different like I have the power, like I, I truly believe that I can change my household. I can change my life. I can change my people. 
but it's on me. Like it's on me to see if it's not working. It's on me to pivot. Like I see the self, myself as the leader of my life and the people around me come to me for that. And so it's important for me to, to ask those questions at night. Like, did I, did I do everything that I could? Love it. And how can I, how can I work on it? It doesn't make me a bad person. I think I've, I've got out of that place of beating myself up. Like there was one exercise I did where I carried a bag of hammers mm. every time I beat myself up. So I had to, it was a punishment. So I remembered that like I'm being a certain way. And the bag of hammers meant like, like that's, the, that's going back to like the decay part that I was talking about. Like I felt like I was using that as a cop out too. Like I get to be down on myself so I don't have to show up big. And I, like, I almost did that today. Like I had a huge ass day here in the office and there was 50 people here. And like the morning part of me to pull myself out of that was real. Like mm. I, I even put myself, like I didn't sleep good last night. I woke up with the like full body rash, which like never has, ha I've never been allergic to something. And for some reason last night, like I put this extra pressure on something and it ma I made it harder on purpose. Like I slept two hours. So that way I could show up and have an excuse that I, I had a hard time, you know, and then I get to not be my best around the people that are meeting me for the first time that need me to be the best they need my energy but like there was a trigger where i saw what i did yeah that makes sense and it's funny you said a bag of hammers is because we did an exercise before too where you you're if you're holding on to something you know you're stressed about something or maybe you feel guilt about something you're you're carrying like a you know backpack of rocks essentially mm -hmm. right and then you go and you set this rock down and the act of setting the rock down is, you know, letting go of whatever right. that is bothering you. And I think uh, especially people like us who are really competitive and growth minded, it's really easy to get hard to be to be hard on yourself or feel guilty about something. And that's that's something that I, I struggle with daily as well. Um, and I think going back to that, just remembering that you're you're doing the best you can right with the resources that you've got and the fact that you recognize that there's something wrong. And you're growing from that, I think, is the piece that you can feel good about. Right. That, you know, okay, let yourself feel guilty. Let yourself feel whatever. Just maybe give yourself a time limit. You know, I'm only going to feel down about this for two minutes. Right? Move on. Do what you need to do to change and pivot from that. And it'll feel a lot lighter. Right. And the, I think I've cutting down on that time frame. Like, I think that's that's been able to last two weeks in my life before. Wow. Where that, that whatever that guilt, blame, shame, like all that low level energy, I call it now, like I, I would sit in that for a long time and, and use it because I can, I can play down here versus up here. What was the, the, the turning point for that? What changed? When did it change rather? I believe it was, it was a uh, forgiveness in events in my life with like my parents mm -hmm. and like stories that I held on to. Um, like, especially with my voice, I had one that like I stopped standing up for myself and I wouldn't speak up, which also correlated to like making commitments with the person and then not showing up because I wanted them to feel like what I felt as a kid. I felt like, you know, my mom made a promise to me, you know, to, to be somewhere. And if she didn't show up, I felt hurt for it. And like after feeling like things were wrong with me because she wasn't showing up for me and everybody else was getting shown up for, then like I started to later in life started taking revenge out on other people because I wanted them to feel hurt too, because I felt hurt. 
and it like really ties the knot that hurt people hurt people like it it truly was something i was experiencing and after after forgiving my mom you know based off of of her upbringing and how she saw life like she was doing the best that she could based off what she had and and just being able to look at her eye in the eye give her the events where it where it came up for me and then being okay with it and she didn't say anything she just sat and absorbed it and I got it off my chest and at that point I found my voice again wow and I was able to use it like I I picked up a microphone like almost almost instant yeah I I was I, I, I started believing in the value that I had and I started speaking up or taking a stance and and not being afraid of confrontation and doing what's right like it just it changed a lot for me doing that's that. That's big. How how are you teaching your girls that? Holding feelings like and expressing what they feel in the moment, letting them know that it's okay, mm-hmm. and then and then doing what's right after that. Like so, if we have to have a clearing conversation or if she's mad at someone, like it's it's to communicate that whether it's a teacher, or another person at school, or me like and that's the thing like I struggle like it's hurtful to think about the the fact that I may be half the problem but at the same time like that's the stuff I want to experience with them because I think it's more important that they're able to come to me when they're hurting Mm -hmm. they're not afraid of me they're not afraid to stand up to me because I get loud or uh, whatever what defense mechanism I use like I have to like be okay with knowing that what I'm doing is not right, and I think I've grown enough to at this point to to t- to receive it and then grow from it, and at the same time still teach because I be- like I believe that everything I'm I'm showing them I'm teaching them something in the moment, but at the same time, the way I do it, the how to may me just be trying too hard to not be like my parents or something and I could be doing another disservice so Mm -hmm. I'm super open-minded at home but at the same time that's the way with the girls is like hearing them when their emotions come up and they have big feelings and acknowledging them and and uh expressing it and so that's that's just the way that I work on it there yeah and it all comes back to me always comes back to me and just just uh being open-minded to knowing that what I think is may not be the best way Mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah (laughs) I think that's that's the first step is the open-minded piece you know yeah it's a it's a toughie the uh kids are tough the kids are tough (laughs) kids are hard you know they're they're girls they humble they're they're very like if I raise my voice like and there's so much triggers with that like I when I hear um the yelling and their big feelings I go back to being a kid and I think someone's getting abused and like I, I want to hide and go underneath the bed and it's just my kids, you know, screaming in the bathtub because mm-hmm. they're fighting with each other. But to me, I go back to these crazy events in my life that I think that I'm unsafe in the moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I feel unsafe, then I like, I'll get like, I need to protect or I need to spank somebody. And like those, those thoughts cross my mind, but then that's when the affirmations come back into play. That's when like, I know where the roots at. What do I need to do in the moment to to not go that route? Because I don't need to go that route. Yeah. It be, and the scary part is I see it, which is like 
to think is to create. If I see it, I can do it. Like I can easily go the other route because I'm visualizing it already. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like now, how is my, my other route? Like where's my positive route? And let me stay there. I think the beautiful thing is you're so open about it, and I'm sure you are with them as well, especially as they get older. You guys can have conversations around that right. and talk about, you know, how how to handle those kinds of right. things. You know, it's definitely been a big change for me now that my kiddo's older and we can have those kinds of conversations, you know, and her, she understand that has been really cool, you know. And, and for me, um, I think as a parent, one of my biggest learning lessons is listening. You know, it sounds sounds so silly, you know, but really listening when your kid needs something. Right. And I'm such a a literal I, I hear things very literal. Mm -hmm. So if you're speaking to me and not literally telling me bullet pointed what to do, sometimes it you know, goes right over my head, which is weird because I speak differently. I don't mm -hmm. speak literal. I you know, um they call it inferential. Right. Um, but you know, and now that we understand that about each other, um, and I tell her, when you need something, you need to tell me what you need, literally. And I love it because she's naturally a literal person, sometimes too much, you know, right. where she just says something and it's very comes off as very blunt. Right. Um, but I think that's been a really big learning lesson for me about how to listen to each other's needs and in that kind of conversation. It, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I think, like, there's a stubborn part of me is, like, when it comes out from my kids, they're so straight to the point that... Um, like I hear it as like, damn, they're so demanding and they like, but they're just like super clear on mm -hmm. what they need versus like anything else. And I, that's the way I need to hear it. But at the same time, like, I don't like to hear it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I look at, at mine and I'm like, okay, you're basically me. You know, I mean, she is, she's half of me. Right. right? And uh, I wouldn't change a thing, but, uh, Yeah exactly what you're saying it does it comes off as very demanding <laughs> excuse me yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's a toughie i think it's uh i think with the fitness realm too with my kids now like they get to see me doing like fitness activities like i i'll i'll post videos and stuff and then they see them later so it's kind of cool just to see the end result like if we do a family trip and i post about it like they get to see the end result of whatever i was putting out mm -hmm. what the message was or something like that and um it kind of I think we're breaking these micro. We're breaking your software. We're just having such deep, powerful conversations that this thing's like, nah, I'm out of it. <laughs> I know, I know. Too deep for me. Stay oh, surface level. No way. Talk that's... about your highlight reels. I don't want to hear that stuff. Well, I think that's. I don't want to say the problem in today's day and age because it's. I feel like that's just been. It just is what it is. People have a hard time being vulnerable and showing you know the things that need improvement, and I think that's uh, something I've been really leaning into lately. Right. Is because. Yeah, I've been living and showing my highlight reels. No, there's, the you know, I, I have an amazing life and I post about all the cool stuff I do, right? Definitely, I've got I got struggles. Um, you know, they they don't teach you about parenting. There's no right. book. There's no right. school. I mean, there's tons of books about parenting, but not for your child or right. your children. You know, and I think that's that's just been the biggest eye opener and the big thing that I've just been really paying extra attention to lately, especially as my kiddo gets older is parenting right and and there's several highlight reels but i'm going to tell you what there's probably more struggles just because it, it is it's a hard being a parent is hard right you know <laughs> right no i agree and i don't like i don't want to like i'm not going to use the victim mentality or the excuse or the bullshit that's why i keep that because it's all just glorified bullshit you know that oh, i create you're not kidding. in my there's head literally for that, anyone not 
knowing what's in Stefan's office, there's literally doo doo on his wall. Golden doo doo, as nice. a reminder not to, <laughs> not to make it bigger than what it is. Yeah, I love that. It's okay. Just shit. <laughs> and I I try to communicate to them the best that I can on how like where I'm at, where it came from for me so they can see it earlier. And I'm just going to continue to like press that side so they don't have to figure it out later. Like I'm vulnerable about it. I'll explain it. And like collectively, like let's work with what we have. Like Mm -hmm. if I I tell you the weaknesses, then we know how to get around it. Yeah, that's part of having a team. Yeah. Yeah. You delegate or you fill in the gap with someone with that strength. And I feel like our... Our kids have this, the strengths that we don't, you know, because back to the beginning of podcast, we were talking about how as you get older, you lose a lot of that childlike creativity or thinking outside of the box, you know, or, uh, you know, just doing things differently. You know, you, you grow up and you get, I don't want to say stuck in your ways because I, I not everybody's like that, but you do. You develop a way of doing things and that creativity... Right. So, flounders. Right. And I mean, a lot of times that stuff serves you right. Like if, if I play life this way, it protects me from what, mm-hmm. right? Being hurt or mm-hmm. um, being broke or whatever people stay in those routines for. Like they do it because it works. Some, there's a benefit in it. But at the same time, the price you pay is your creativity. Yeah. yeah and th- that can be that can be tough. Going back to uh, my kid real quick on why that's so important too is like, I have my youngest daughter won't if I come home from work or I even smell like an ounce of sweat she won't touch me she won't kiss me <laughs> but like if the energy's shifting in the room she's the first one to come up and like softly like caress my head or something and like oh, talk to me wow. <laughs> yeah so like okay she's got this intuition to like touches touches my thing like boom I'm like I'm done I cradled the problem's gone like it it calmed me quick that's cool I'm, I'm safe now yeah like it, th- my mom just rescued me from falling like that mm-hmm. was that's how that is um but yeah they just being open and vulnerable with with uh, my weaknesses with the kids like has been helpful for me because when it comes up they know that i'm experiencing something from my childhood right now wow and yeah. we're okay with that like I can, I can get the space that I need or to regroup my mindset real quick. And sometimes it's just quick affirmations in the bathroom or a breathing technique or something like that. And I come back like, all right, let's handle this. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that, you, that you recognize that and that you guys can share that together. Yeah, it's, uh, that's one of them. Kids, kids, kids. Yeah, I had, um, I think on my honeymoon, I was at a hotel and this, this uh, old couple swam up to me and my wife. And they're like, don't blink. Don't blink. This, yeah. this is us. We were just like you. And oh, they, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and and, and it, like you said, with the, with a 13-year-old now, like it, it happens so quick. Mm-hmm. It happens so quick. I feel that like that at home. You know? Yeah, and it really makes you feel old when your kid starts coming home saying phrases that you don't know what it means. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure I did this to my parents, too. Right. But you just you don't feel hip anymore. And you're like, damn. that's. I think the thing that made me, <laughs> the first time I actually felt old, was uh, I was going through some of my old things at my parents' house, helping them move, and my daughter found my old Game Boy. Right. She starts pressing on the screen. Was it the gray and, one? Yeah. Right. Yeah. With the the, the old black and white. Yeah. yeah. She starts pressing on the screen, going, Mom, it's not working. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's not a touch screen. You need to press the buttons. And it just <laughs> it was like, wow. You know, it just kind of sunk in, like, wow, we're from completely different generations. But 
to, to bring that back, what's also really funny is she started listening to the music that I like mm. and specifically started listening to when I was her age. So she's like, hey, mom, can I have the aux cord, right? So we plug into her phone and she starts putting on music like like a Slipknot right. or System of a Down. Right. And I know parents out there might be freaking out. You let your kid listen to that? My mom let me listen to it. I turned out okay, right? But she sees me singing to these songs and she's like, sometimes I forget that you know this. And I'm like, well, this is only what, 20 years ago? And I remember too, I'm only 20 years older than my kid, right. you know? So and she's like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the cool team now, but, um, it's, it's, it's cool to share that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's life, man. It's love. Like, I think that's, that's the journey, right? Like you're living in the journey, no matter what goal you're chasing, like that is, that is the journey in itself, mm -hmm. which is important. Let's go back to music. What are your plans with, uh, with this part of your next chapter here that you're in? You know, I'm still in the middle of creating plans. I think it, it happened so out of the blue that it wasn't something that I had planned for. And quite honestly, too, it just kind of gained momentum on its own, which is amazing. I've been super blessed about that. Um, you know, opportunities just come out of nowhere and uh, good opportunities. Um, so I think the next steps is um, forming a true tribute cover band. So we're working on that. Can't announce it just yet, but it's coming. Um, so that one's going to be really exciting. Um, I also have my acoustic duo with Mike. We've been playing around town and booking gigs, and um, that's been growing. But I think eventually I would like to write my own music. Just uh, been playing around with, you know, opening up my brain to, to actually learning that and, and giving myself permission and freedom to even start that. Because, you know, I was sitting there thinking, God, I don't even know where to start. But I thought, how do you do anything else you do, Kimmy? You just did it you just right. figured it out right you know so i've started making outlines or like writing themes about things that i might want to write about right. um i can write you an essay paper right now well you had a blog too yeah i can blog all day long which by the way Stefan helped me with that everybody yeah shout out yep. Woo <laughs> yeah i'll write all day long but to come up with something that i think sounds pretty uh and, and maybe that's my thing maybe it doesn't sound pretty on paper right but when you put music to it, maybe it will. We'll see. Right. We'll see what happens. Right. I mean, my vision of it is when it comes out and if it's from your heart and it's passionate, like nowadays people make music and they're talking about oh, yeah. who knows what mm, in those yeah. words. And like, <laughs> I could imagine whatever you put together and it's coming from your heart and you can feel it and it's passionate, like you will never fail. And I think that's, I need to look at that. I need to look at music the same way I do as painting, as anything that I do, exactly what you just said, mm -hmm. you know, same thing with my painting, it's abstract, I paint with emotion, some of it, I think, you know, I'm done with it, and I'm like, God, I don't, I don't like this, and then you get a phone call, or someone, a Facebook message, hey, I want to buy that, and I'm like, what, this is amazing, someone likes it, so, you know, it, it, going back to, you know, being your true self is, there's, there's, you're gonna find your people, right. there's gonna be the people that, support you, that love what you're doing. There's going to be people that don't like it. Right. Great example. I, I was never big on TikTok. I, right. I told myself, oh, I'm never going to download it. I'm not going to jump on that train. Well, guess what? That train is taking off, has taken off. Maybe right. I'm a little late to the party. But I started posting things on TikTok, and I'm just amazed at how mean people are. I'm For not sure. used to that. For Most sure. of the people that follow me on Instagram and Facebook are my friends or people that like me and, and like following my stuff. 
I started posting that same stuff on TikTok, and people were like, oh, your voice is terrible. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, whatever. I'm just going to keep on doing it and see what happens. But I could see where that could discourage most people, 100%. you know, and they might get that from the people that are close to them. Right. I mean, I have too. I've, to this day, I have people saying, Kimmy, you shouldn't sing metal. It's not popular. Uh, you really need to write your own music, not do covers. You know, if you do do a cover band, you need to do it this way. You know, you need to change this about your image. I've, I was once told, you know, you can't have colored hair in business. Mm. And well, now I, I do it because I, I think I can. Right. You know? Things like that. And I think um, that just comes from, I, I always tried to tailor my image to what I thought needed to be at that time. And I think a lot of that comes from being a young female in, you know, male dominated industries. And this is not meant to be a, you know, some soapbox preach or anything, but this is where it came from is I, I've developed a persona of trying to be the tough girl, extra, extra professional because, because I felt like I was trying to prove otherwise, you know, that I was sure I was young um, you know, and sometimes it's hard to gain people's trust in that. So you just, you just develop something that isn't necessarily you. And it wasn't until um, I actually had a boss at the time, a state farm agent, that I remember walked into my office and was like, you sound like a robot. I'm like, what? Because I was very scripted, you know, in my sales calls. Worked for me at the time. But he's like, just be you. And I'm looking at him like he's crazy. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Mm. And the, the turning point for me in that was, uh, I was at a networking event and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna drop the professional act just for a minute and see what happens. I did my commercial, I was me and everybody loved it. Um, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I think I used the word badass in it. You know, I wouldn't have said that as a 20, how old was I? I was young, 23 year old young woman in insurance, you know, nobody says the word badass. Right. Not back then, maybe right. now everyone uses it like crazy, right. but. Um, it wasn't until then that I realized, okay, I can put my personality into this and be me. And it, I think the, the big things that I've learned, especially lately, is that's why people do business with you. They don't want to be doing business with an act, you know? Right. Now, with that, you're not for everybody. Right. And I think that's one of the things that you have to get okay mm. with. When you are your authentic self, you have to be okay with not everybody's going to like it. Mm. And I think depending on your background and your experience, a lot of people aren't okay with that. I wasn't, I, I used to be deathly afraid of people not liking me. Mm -hmm. You know, you can call it people pleaser or whatever, you know, and I think that was, it just, it hurt. You know, you get that yucky feeling in your gut, like, oh, why don't, why don't they like me? What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, what, how can I get, you know, what do I need to do to fix that? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, once you get okay with that, gives yourself permission to be you and not take it personally. I think it's a big thing too. You're not for everybody and that's okay. You don't want to do business with the people that don't appreciate or value you. A hundred percent. I think that's like, that's the biggest thing. Like I felt that in my story, you know, that was a hundred percent. Like in the, the way I would phrase it is that I, I, I wanted to be accepted and mm, yep. I would people please to be accepted. And part of like the music career, like not being accepted on the way I was doing it, like I still wanted those people in my life. So I, I chose to walk away from it and I paid a big price, right? It's my creativity. Like I paid the opportunity, the, the more people I could have opened up for or 
not opened up for and been the main event like that, you know, telling that story to my kids, you know, if I want that, I'm going to have to go find it now versus, you know, already having that train taken off because I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And I think it's so important finding that story wherever it came from. And, and for me, it was, um, something that happened at home, you know, um, my counselor, my teacher sent me to the counselor, the counselor asked me, she gave me a rock and I, I held the rock and I opened up to her and I told her what was on my heart and she picked up the phone and she's like, tell them what you mm. just told me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I did. And um, when I got home, my dad wasn't there anymore. And he wasn't there for five years. Wow. And um, then my mom wasn't there anymore. She would drop me off at school and she wouldn't pick me up. And she'd leave me places for weeks at a time. And she wouldn't come for me. She'd say she's going to pick me up for Christmas and, you know, I'm watching the other kids open their presents. And, um, you know, I'm waiting for me, my turn, my mom, like, to come for me. And the story I created in my head was that when I stand up for the people that I love, people leave me. Mm-hmm. And with that, the it stuck with me to where... I wanted to be accepted so bad because I didn't want people to leave me anymore because I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like the pain of it. And understanding that story and being able to go back and and, um, revisit it and see it now and forgive my mom for, for leaving me and at the same time also understanding that the way I rewrite that is by showing up to my commitments to my kids. If I say I'm going to be there, I show up. And I rewrite that every time because really I'm showing up for myself on my goals. If I complete the goal, it's me picking up me from school. It's me showing up for myself. And when I do that, it becomes bigger than what happened. you know. And, and I just shift the perspective that it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. And I get to use that now and to complete my commitment. So... My word is everything. It's so powerful. And being able to use that is is important because it's it's not just me anymore. It's my kids who need it. It's the clients I talk to. It's the people I inspire. It's it's bigger than it, – it's a lot of pressure. It's back, back against the wall. But at the same time, like knowing where the story came from and then getting – being able to rewrite it and create – put a different meaning to it has been – the key on not needing to be accepted anymore and being okay with with people not liking the way that I choose to do things in my life. And ultimately, you get a more authentic version of me while you're sitting with me, you know, mm-hmm. that is open and vulnerable to talking about my experiences because I believe that they happened for me. And if I didn't share them, then that would be me proving the other story right of not speaking up in that moment. And I think that everybody's got to do that. At least try to find that, you know, (laughs) for them. So how do you pivot from that? I don't know. It's still rolling, though. It just... Oh, okay. I I get so worried. I look at that and I'm like, oh, I saw that and I kept rolling because I wanted to trust it a little longer to see if it pushed through. Yeah. And I think it did. Where are we at on time? Uh, I probably need to get going in just a minute, actually. Okay. Yeah, you see how it's catching up? Yeah, that's weird. All right, how do you want to wrap this up? Uh, 
I don't know. I could probably even cut that whole thing out, but I just like. No, I liked I it. Felt it on my heart to kind of no, share. No, I like it. I and, think that's a good way to to maybe leave a message with people of you know things are happening for you, not to you, and being your authentic self and to be continued. Yes. I think is continued. it still rolling? It's still rolling. Cool. Right we now. can we can add this part in. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, first off, thank you for sharing that. That's exactly what I'm, that's exactly why I came here. Right. You know, I think I told you before we started rolling and recording this podcast was I work remote these days. I miss being in an office where you can have these kinds of conversations. You learn so much from people by being near them because there's a lot of coaching opportunities. Right. You can hear something they're going through, how they handled it, you know, and, and, and absorbing that. But these deep kind of conversations, they don't happen right. remotely, you right. know. And I think this is, it's what humans need, right? you know. And it's how you learn about somebody. Um, I think one of the big things that I am working on doing is asking more questions and making less statements. Because mm. I, with the confidence comes making statements. Because you're like, nope, this is it. This is me. This is what I think. But when you start asking more questions, it opens up your mind into, well, wait, what's another way of looking at this? Mm. What's someone else's perspective? Because we only see things through our lens, and that's something that I'm very guilty of. You know, I see something one way, you know, like like we talked about before, people right. are doing what they can with the resources they have, and I want to add to that and say with through the lenses right. that they have. A hundred percent. That's spot on. Um, I think, if anything, if we can leave whoever's listening to this is... I think the big themes, the big golden nuggets to take from this is to be your authentic self. Um, and one of the things I heard you say that I think I'm going to take home with me is things happen for you rather than to you. Right. So thank you. <laughs> this has been really cool. Right. To be continued. We should do it again. To be continued. Ladies and gentlemen, Kimiko Donahue, we appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. <laughs>